Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio, where we discuss all the headlines, all the big stories from the best football league in the world. I'm Robbie Earl. He's Robbie Musto. And there's only one place to start. It was the 228th time that Liverpool and Everton went toe-to-toe. And Robbie Musto, it didn't disappoint again. I really liked the game, really enjoyed the game. I look forward to it um, with Liverpool, of course, finding some form now, pushing to the top four. And Everton, this new kind of found confidence and uh, an optimism about the club and, and uh, going into this game. A couple of things stood out for me, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's maybe easy from the outside when you see this result and you see the goals and you see kind of the, the scenes at Anfield afterwards to kind of to say, oh, here we go again, the same thing at Anfield, Liverpool win easily. Um, the the scoreline says that, but I think those factors that made that so, and I think a couple of things, the injuries, and I know all teams have injuries, Rob, and you can, you know, you can have your say in, in a second, but when you lose Seamus Coleman, James McCarthy, Funes Mori, in international break. You've got Morgan Snydlin out as well. That's four players that would have had an impact for this game. With those injuries, Ronald Koeman went with this different system, the three at the back with two guys in midfield and then three up front, which again didn't work. So a couple of things that really went against them that, that in my opinion, Rob, made it a very hard game for Everton to get anything out of, considering some of the ages of some of the players. Pennington, Holgate, Calvert-Lewin, Tom Davis. I mean, it, it was a big Derby game for them, and they just didn't, they couldn't manage to step up today. No, but in fairness, Rob, I think those are choices that, that Ronald Koeman made, certainly with some of those players in terms of ex- more experienced players on the bench. I'll counter you then for Liverpool, if you're talking about injuries. I'm saying Jordan Henderson, Adam Lallana, Daniel Sturridge are all misses for Liverpool if they don't play. Coutinho and Firmino had been away on, on Brazil action. Three days had played a game. Big travel back, so could have been tired. So, listen, I think you can always count. And you talked about this confidence from Everton. And I, I want to start with that because I think it was... It, it, could have played in an important role. And, and I want to get on to Koeman and the system, the three at the back that I didn't think worked. But, but just about that, that confidence that, you know, there's been a lot of talk this week about the new stadium for Everton, about, you know, whether this team are ready to, to, to break into that top four. Can they, can they bolt through the, this glass ceiling that they've had? And, and there was a lot of talk almost as though it's coming, it, it's inevitable. And I thought today was a bit of a wake-up, Rob, that it isn't as easy as that. You, you, you have to beat your rivals at, on their home ground. You have to win big games. There's a lot more to being a top-four team than just a run of six, seven, eight, nine good games where you, you, you've gone unbeaten. And I just thought that, that if, you know, Liverpool are, are a, a top-four team and, and Everton are still struggling. There's a little bit of a gap still for Everton yeah, to but, fill. Yeah, but, Rob, you say that. But what, I mean, what are Everton meant to do and say? You heard Romelu Lukaku came out. 
a, a, a couple of weeks ago, Rob, saying mm. that the club, need, the club needs ambition. Needs we want to push on. Needs we want to win things. So why Correct. not? Why not start talking up the chances? Why not start talking up, you know, the situation with a new stadium and and some of these young players and the, and the new owner and the, the excellent mm. manager they've I, got? I get you, but you've got to you, you've got to start talking up a little bit and start Correct. raising your expectations. Yes, Correct. it's not going to be Love easy. It. We know how hard it's going to be. But mm. but you know, so I don't agree with you that you're saying that that, that you know, come and show us more on the field. Of I thought there was, a, there was a bit too much of that before the game. And, and let me go back and you make a good point, Romelu Lukaku. Let's just talk about him today. Big game. 21-goal leading scorer. Didn't get, a, didn't get a kick today, Rob. At mm. times, didn't really put himself about in the manner. Now, this is a guy who's saying, I want Champions League football. I, I'm a Category A striker. And I, and I agree with him. <laughs> but on, the big, on, on today, Rob, he, he, didn't, he didn't really show up when, when, it, when yeah. his team needed him. Yeah, but uh, yes, of course he didn't have a good game. Others didn't have a good game. But what, what I would say in his defence is that, that the game was lost in midfield. When, when was he getting the ball? When did he get service? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they got, they got out... They got outnumbered in midfield. Mm. Every time the ball came up to him. I think you're doing him a favour, Robin. He's a Category A centre forward. Sometimes you've got to make it yourself a little bit. Alexi Sanchez goes and hunts the ball. The ball comes in. He makes things happen. Lukaku wasn't on a good day today. I know people have have bad days, but you're talking about talking it up. I thought that was important. Let's just talk about the system, Rob, because Koeman came in with the three. Young Pennington had the start next to Williams and and Jagielka. I thought the system hurt Everton. I thought they didn't have the, the, the legs in midfield. There was too much space for Garner and Davies. I yeah. thought Liverpool, as you said, dominating there. And Coutinho was just finding pockets of space and, and Mane and were hurting them. You know what's funny, Rob? Uh, and we've, we've been around this league a long time now. Isn't it, I, I'm finding it amazing that Antonio Conte's system at Chelsea, mm. the three, the four, the three, yeah. was something we haven't yeah. seen for, no, for, for, for a long, long, yeah, if at all. Out of vogue, wasn't it? It was exactly totally out of vogue. But the way, I mean, we've seen three at the back, Rob, but not the mm. way that they did it with two, no. two centre midfield players, Chelsea, players, and then yeah. the two wide players that tuck in a little bit. Everyone's doing it. I mean, every, England did it with Gareth Southgate yeah. with the national team. And it, it, sometimes it just doesn't work. Today was a mm. great example of that. You've got Garner and Tom Davis that are in central midfield where we used to play, side yeah. by side, and you've got, you've got Holger and, uh, Wing, and Baines that are wide. You've got Barkley and Calvert-Lewin to mm. try and come back and fill those those gaps, they're not used to doing that. No. And Liverpool have three players in there. They got all the knockdowns, the second balls. Lucas was really, really good in that position as well. So absolutely, the system was wrong. That's on the manager. And I think we, mm. we both really like him. But yeah. considering the options, I'm just stunned at how many managers in the Premier League and an mm. international are copying Antonio Conte's <laughs> system. And it didn't work for Everton today. No, it didn't. And Ronald Koeman will take the blame for that. Ronald Koeman came out after and was very unhappy with Jurgen Klopp, saying that Klopp's actions over a certain tackle. I know we slightly disagree on this one, that, that Ross Barkley's tackle on Dayan Lovren. I thought it was over the top. I thought he was worthy of a red card. I thought he was lucky, having not got a yellow for a, ch- a challenge on em- Emery Khan, Sean, but... Koeman said after the game that he didn't like the way Klopp was influencing, jumping up and down and getting involved with, um, with the officials. And you can go to NBCSports.com and see that whole interview between Koeman and Klopp in, in their respective ways. But let's, first of all, what do you think about the yeah. tackle? And then, and then yeah. Koeman sort of having a, having a go at Klopp. Yeah, so I actually I, I thought it was just yellow side of the line. And I, oh, and, uh, and I heard what you me. said. And, and mm. most, I think yeah, most people that, that I saw on, on social media kind of thought it was a red card. I didn't think it was a red card because 
yeah, it was a bad touch. But I, but I thought as his foot went over the ball, I, I don't think there was any uh, intent or any excessive force, which is the, 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 the parameters that you go with. Yes, it was over the top. I thought it was more mm. clumsy, Rob. I, don't, I think when the mm. contact was made, he tried to pull out. I just yeah. didn't see it quite as a, as a red card, but that's just my opinion. Now, the, yeah. the, um, the interview afterwards with Ronald Koeman, yeah. very interesting. You can see he's fired up. You can see he's a little mm. bit emotional. But what I would say is he's got a point. He's got a point. If you're if, if you're in somebody's stadium and the manager and their bench are jumping yeah. up and down and with their arms flailing, asking for red cards, and to, it, I know it goes on in most stadiums, and I know that, that most people might say, you know what, get on with it, Ronald Koeman. This is what it's like in the Premier League. Mm. But I, I, I still agree with him. I don't think it's right that wow. a manager jumps up and down and starts starts saying, you know, get him sent off and where's the card? We as two players, Robbie's Rob, we on did... very different planes well, today, well, yeah, mate. Because but... I'm saying, by the way, I'm protecting my, I want to protect my players. Dayan Lovering could have broke his ankle there, whether he had the intention or not. Dayan Lovering could have broken his ankle from that challenge. I'm there to 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 protect my players. Let me just put the scenario another way. Say this was was Young Taylor in the week, and this was Seamus Coleman. That same challenge that broke his leg, and and if, if that hadn't been broken, do you think Ronald Koeman would be saying anything? Trust the, on the officials, side of the Robbie Earl. Trust the officials to do their job. If I'm a player, right, and you're playing against me, and I, and I make a bad tackle on you, and you get up and you start flailing this imaginary card in front of the ref, we we hate that as pros. It's the same yeah. as managers. Let the referee nah. make the decisions. Listen, it's, part the of pers- it's part of personality. Jurgen Klopp plays. He's part of the game, and that's who. He is, and it I doesn't mean to say he's right all the time, Rob. No, I, I'm not saying he does, but you, you try and influence people when you can, and I think he, he can influence the game. Let's talk about a, a player, actually, who did influence the game, Philip Coutinho. There's been a lot of talk about how he's not been the same player since he came back from the injury earlier in the season. He'd been to Brazil, scored for them midweek as they qualified for, for the World Cup next time round. But there was talk about, you know, his travel, and is he going to be right again? Excellent today. It was back to the old Coutinho. Yeah, I noticed that you said before the game, Rob, that it, it, we haven't seen Coutinho mm. and Mane play well at the same time. Well, today you did. Two stunning bits of football from two excellent footballers. Again, three different goal scorers for Liverpool Football Club. But Coutinho, Rob, when he's when he's playing like he did today and, and showing yeah. his flashes, and he, I mean, it's just special. It's just mm. what makes the game great. That's why it's a beautiful game, because he's got this swagger and his confidence and this ability. And as soon as he opens his body up there, you know he's going to uh, stick it in the back of the net. So I think when you have got Lalana. there's always a you know the creativity question comes in you need Coutinho and Mane to, pr- to, to um, provide the uh, the quality they did today um, so I thought Coutinho yeah I mean some of his combination play with Firmino again who's so good in that central role but the fact that so many different players playing for Liverpool getting the yeah. goals the only thing of course we, we, that Liverpool have to be worried about is Sadio Mane's injury it looks yeah, like he's got something go there, bad yeah. with his knee mm. and you, you add in Lalana's problem yeah. you know he, Liverpool isn't a big squad but but today again big games they don't have turn up don't they yep they do against the top 10 the record's outstanding now i know they've got a run of games rob that's some of the easier games they go bournemouth stoke west Bromwich albion palace and watford so none of those teams particularly high ranking teams those are the ones that actually might give them a bit of trouble but good good start to show mate we're going to move it on so the 228th edition of the merseyside derby went to the way of the reds what about the two top teams in the league chelsea and tottenham a contrasting fortunes today with seven points between these two now have we got a title race? I'm Earl. He's Musto, together with the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We're back and ready for play to resume. Uh, can I get a whistle?
Chelsea losing 2-1 to Palace. Was it a day that was hard going or was it hard luck? And do we have a title race? We put some tweets out there today and had some good responses. Mimar says, first can dare to dream. It's a two-horse race at best. Chelsea must stay focused even when they stumble and that's their strength over everybody else. And Daniel M says, have to say it's not back on. A seven-point gap is still massive. The midweek games tell the story, Robbie Mustard. Yeah, Chris Gunter tweeted us as well to say, Antonio Conte, Antonio Conte. If Chelsea were to lose, he'd murder them all. <laughs> and I think you can <laughs> sense right. a little bit of the, of the anger today from Antonio Conte because I had a good look at this game, Rob, and, and yeah. it wasn't that Chelsea were, were bad. They, they, they did their thing. Hazard was fantastic. The early combinations with Cesc was really good. The goal goes in. You think Chelsea are going to take control of the game and win easily. And that was a problem because they conceded two quick goals. And I've got to... I gotta, mention this guy because I'm a big fan of David Luiz and I, and I, and I didn't you know, a lot of people... Oh, you're not going to have a go at David well, Luiz. I might. He's, uh, he's your BFF. Everybody poo-pooed it when he came into the football club, but I said, you know what? He's a quality footballer. Well, today he mm. wasn't. And today is the first time we've seen bad David Luiz. Cocky, mm. casual mm. David Luiz. I'm too good for this. We're the champions. Is that a one-game David Luiz, or, or is that a, a state of mind could be three or four-game David well, Luiz? Well, we, we give credit to Antonio Conte, Rob, and we, we give him credit to put David Luiz on the straight and narrow, if you like, and get him performing consistently without any flair, any drama, and today was. It was back to drama, and a really weak challenge for the first goal for them, um, and a few other instances. Now, I have to think that Antonio Conte is going to, to pull him in on Monday morning and, and have a little word with him. Mm. Come on, you've been brilliant. Don't let yourself down. Don't let the team down, because, and it wasn't just him, but there was yeah. a little bit, of just, even if it's just five minutes, Rob, after they scored the goal, it was like, here we go again, this is going to be easy. Didn't, didn't he miss a few chances? Well, Diego Costa, I, I saw a few times that he looked like he was in front of the goal, maybe didn't lost mm. a little bit of that scoring touch that he had a bit early in the season. Yeah, I mean, he, he's just gone off the ball a little bit, hasn't he? Mm. I mean, he's, he still looks sharp, he still looks fit, and Chelsea in general you know, still played well. It's yeah. just... Because of Victor Moses, Rob, that was injured on the right-hand side. Yeah. Can you believe that? Right. Victor Moses I, I know. out of the team, and, they, and we're saying that they look a different side. Yeah, because the, che- the team had to change. Pedro went to right wing back. Cesc came in to play in the higher role. Now, he got his goal, and he did some good stuff combination-wise with Hazard. But he hasn't... I mean, I know he got his goal, but he, he's not, he wasn't in the box a lot. Where I think if Pedro plays there, if Hazard, if um, William plays there, they're more of a goal threat consistently. Um, mm. But I just think, you know, Palace, they, they were fantastic today with great performances yeah. from certain people, and, you know, they deserve a win. I know people, you know, we can make a lot of stats, but our stats guy said the last time that Matic, Conte and, and Fabregas played in the same team together, it was against Arsenal when they got beat early in the season. Now, I don't want to make, you know, they're all great players and, and Seth scored today, but is there something about balance with those three? Maybe is it, is it two of the, the three and then a Willian who, who, as you say, is a little bit more attacking, gives you a little bit more wide pace, a little bit more threat? Yeah, I, I think so. I, th- I prefer Sesk in the middle of the park, making the passes from a deeper position, and you've got your more natural, quick um, attackers to get in the box and try and score the goals. I mean, it, it should, that shouldn't be enough here. There was a complacency, and there was a brilliant uh, performance from Crystal Palace. Um, Mamadou Sako and, and Wayne Hennessy were fantastic there. Wilfred Zaha was brilliant. So as much as we will f- talk about Chelsea, Rob, and we can talk about, are oh, they getting a little bit, complacent, maybe, a bad day, a blip. Um, Palace were very, very good as well. We won't be talking blips, bad days if on Wednesday night at the bridge, Manchester City go and turn them over though, Rob. We'll start yeah, be Man talking City. about a wobble against Manchester City. 
Yeah, well, we've been talking a long time about Chelsea. This is their title, and they're going to win it. And they, they, they're still, of course, big favourites. But if they um, play on, back to on back Wednesday... Defeat. Back to back mm. defeats. If they lose to Manchester City, then that and, and Spurs Tottenham win. go on and win. Yeah, Four-point gap. Uh, uh, are, yeah. are we on one? Is it squeaky bum time? Is Alex Ferguson right? Absolutely, if that happens. So, you know, we'll see in midweek, and it's a huge game. We'll see the reaction from, from Chelsea and Conte and all the players and, um, you know, what he's going to do with the team. But Man City, I mean, they've got their own issues coming up. They've got a massive game, yeah. of course, Arsenal tomorrow, tomorrow at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. But if they can get that result and they can go to Chelsea during the week and get a win, then all of a sudden, mate, we're all getting excited because we're going to have a proper, proper title race. Yeah, and let's just give a little bit of credit to, well, to Gritty Spurs. They went to Burnley, not an easy place to go. Got three points with, with two second-half goals. Lost one Yama to, to an injury. Luke's Harry Winks has gone to hospital for a test on his ankle. Obviously, no Harry Kane. But they're digging out results, Rob, and... At this stage, and, and I know, listen, we, we, we'd love to have a race. We'd love it to go down to the wire. Chelsea still look favourites. Who's, who's chasing them harder, Manchester City or Spurs? I think Spurs are. I think Spurs are. Now, I know that, that Harry Kane has a, an injury. He's going to be out a little while longer, we think. And Victor... Uh, Vincent Janssen started up front today, got substituted yeah. for Hyun Son, who come, who come in to, to score a goal. I just, I just think Spurs are strong, Rob. I think they've learned from last I've year. Learned, I think they've yeah. improved. I, yeah. You know, I, I always, my concern with Spurs is are they, can they consistently win big, important games? We've seen this season they haven't in certain big matches. We've talked about that and, and what they're lacking. But no problems today. Again, a, a team that can get goals from different areas. Dyer scores. Uh, Eric Dyer from midfield today. Hyun Son gets a, a really nice um, composed finish as well to to nil at a place like Burnley that other teams have had a big problem with so um, you've got to give credit to Spurs they're chasing very very hard um, I mean injury issues with Wanyama and Harry Winks I think went off um, yeah um, Harry Winks went off half time yeah he's gone to hospital for test Rob so but yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll, I mean, the, uh, Spurs. Yeah. Are, I mean, it, yeah, it, it's a good away, story. They? Yeah, they're, mm. they're finding a way, and they're a, they're a, they're a young side, the hungry side. Let's not overlook Crystal Palace either, because it, yeah. it was their day today. They had the surprise result. Wilfred Zaha getting goals again, Christian Benteke with an, an ice finish, and a bit of resilience about Sam's team now. You kind of sense that he's got this thing going, and that there's no problem there anymore. It took him a little bit of time, and he made some uh, January signings. Mamadou Sako. Played yeah. played very very well in this game, like 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 goal scoring type of defensive plays, Rob, to get points, mm. like sliding in to take it away from people, it, standing he's up. He's a big man. He's a beast, it, isn't he? He's a, he's a real he's, defender. And he and the fans love him straight away. When Hennessy had a fantastic match today, uh, Wilfred Zaha played well, of course. Big Sam, it's taken a few weeks. He has them very, very strong defensively. And we've always said they've got very good attacking players with Benteke. He's got a really nice goal today. Zaha, Punchin, uh, uh, Andros Townsend. So they have got good attacking players. They needed the structure. They needed some additions. Um, they've got those defensively. And they look excellent. And he's done it again. Big Sam, he's done it again. And a lot of people panicking yeah. a little bit with the first few weeks uh, with him being in charge. But look what he's done. And he's, he's proven us right because we both said when he became manager of Palace, he will keep them up. Yeah, benefit as a team, I think, and certainly benefit individuals. One or two people said, you know, there's a lot of individuals playing well in that team now. Big Sam at it again. Next up, April's going to be an action-packed month for Manchester United with nine games coming in 30 days. They include Premier League and Europa League. So it was important they took care of business today at West Bromwich Albion. We'll talk Jose and his misfiring team when we get back. You're listening to the Two Robbies Radio Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick.
This is the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com, where every day is game day. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show on a day when injuries and suspension had Jose Mourinho's Manchester United down to bare bones against a stubborn, well-drilled West Bromwich Albion team. But as Tony Pugh said it right, I don't think we've got any sympathy for Manchester United inside of their squad. So, Robbie Musto, was this almost like a return to the bad old days of Louis van Gaal? All the possession, but not much penetration? You can say that. Um, you can look at their position in the table, Robbie Earl, and you can look mm. at the £200 million, pounds, uh, the world's most expensive player, a legendary proven goal scorer in Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Mkhitaryan, a fantastic player in the Bundesliga last year, and young players that came into the team last year and did well and improved. Mm. And you can say that, that, that what's going, what's happening? Where's the progression? I mean, how mm. big a, I mean, I'll ask you, Rob, is this... I think this is a big story. I think that you, Manchester, and I know, you know the League Cup. You know who cares about the League Cup? Who, who puts strongest teams in the League Cup? That that mm. that's a give me almost when you when well, you're that big a club. That's a trophy, you, as Josie says, but well, it's not right. really. It's not ranking, is it? It's not ranking. So isn't uh, they're fifth in the table? I mean, Van Gaal finished fifth last mm. year. He's got yeah. all these superstar players. I mean, really, really top players come into well, the club, and they're no better of the off. big ones didn't play today, so listen, you, that'll you, be part of his I, argument, won't it? Zlatan didn't play, Pogba didn't play, Herrera's suspended, but listen, some of those two suspensions are down to the players' foolishness in, in some respect. But listen, I'm with you, Robin. I, I've said from time, I said at the beginning of the season, I think Jose Mourinho does well to get this team in, in the top four, to, to get Champions League football. I still think there's lots what, of with, with the money that, that's spent? And finish, there's lots of parts that are wrong, Robin. Let me, let, let me start with the, with the, with the defence. Today it was Rojo and Bailly. Bailly, I think, with the right partner is Premier League quality. Is he good enough to be a title winner? I think we'll find I out. In a Mourinho team, he is. But I think he needs a partner, Rob. You've got Jones and Smalling injured. Not good enough, I've been saying for a while, to win you a title. So you've got a problem there. Question mark. Your left back today is Ashley Young. What's happened to Luke Shaw doesn't play. Daily Blind isn't good enough to win your title. That's so you might have Valencia good enough. Baye good enough. You need two defenders to start off. What's your balance in McVeal with Pogba? You've got to find a role because we're still not sure. Question mark. Zlatan. 15 goals up front in, in the Premier League. If he's not playing, Rob, they don't look like they've got a goal threat. So despite all the players, despite all that's spent, despite everything you're talking about, there's still big holes totally in this Manchester United team. Totally, totally disagree. disagree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, not getting the best out of... OK, I'll, I'll go down the list. Henrik Mkhitaryan, Rashford, Martial, Lingard, Luke Shaw... Wayne Rooney's not played. Paul Pogba has not been the player we expected him to be. You know, you, you talk about Luke Shaw's not playing. Why isn't he playing? Why isn't McTarion better? Why isn't Martial banging goals in? Why isn't Rashford... Why, why aren't they, they... They're not playing at the level that we know they can play at Robbie Earl. So, so you, you have to then look so, at the manager. So, yeah, you're Absolutely blaming the manager, the manager. I expect him to be in the top four, Rob. They were fifth last year, and he got hammered, Van Gaal. Robbie Musto, don't upset him. He's a bit prickly already. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen to his interview after the game with the BBC reporter. Josie, we saw you smiling with Tony Pulis at the end. Did you cancel each other out today? I don't know what you mean. What do you mean by that? T two teams very <laughs> evenly balanced today. Do you think so? Well, I'm asking you. Do you think so, really? Do you think that's a question? I'm asking because you were smiling with him at the end. Was it an acknowledgement no, that you'd balanced the I'm smiling because he's my friend. No, I was not speaking about the game. Do you think the game was, was like no, that? I was asking because you were smiling with him. 
I can smile if I lose, if I win, if I draw, there's nothing to do. You are asking a question about the game. Do you think the game was like you are saying? No, that's not what I said. I, di I didn't say what I think. I'm asking you what you think. I'm sorry. I, I that's just what I'm asking. I'm sorry to say, but it's a silly question. Don't have a go at Joe's angle. He's, he's, he's a bit prickly at the moment. What, what he was meaning, basically, that nil-nil, West Brom didn't look like scoring and United mm. didn't really look like scoring. It's confirming to me, Rob, that, that Jose Mourinho is struggling to be an attacking coach. We've never really seen it before, apart from Real Madrid, where he dominated because, because of the situation in Spain. They've got 20 home Premier League goals after 14 games Manchester United that's fewer than West Brom Bournemouth Burnley Swansea Leicester City and others like teams that, that shouldn't be anywhere near Manchester United scoring given the players that they brought into the football club and I know today was with injuries and suspensions, but this is over the, the Premier League season, Rob. Yeah. 20 yeah. home Premier League goals. So the report is trying to get at, you're struggling. Why are you continuing to get, this is another draw, that's 11 draws after 11 United. He yeah. can't keep making excuses, Rob, and that's why he's prickly, because the tough questions hurt him. Mm. Yeah, and, and uh, you look at Manchester United, Rob, and they've, they've lost three games all season. I mean, Chelsea have lost four. So the, all those duels are, ca are causing them problems totally. where they're, they're not creating it going forward. Now, I want to go to a couple of points. Marcus Rashford, who, who I, I like immensely, think is going to be a, a quality player, hasn't really took the opportunity as, as I thought he would with, with Latin out to maybe get himself a few goals, get a bit of confidence. He'll probably come out of the team. I'm at the stage, Robbie Muster, where I, I feel it would be better for him and Manchester United to start thinking about maybe a season-long loan to a good footballing outfit. And I'm talking to someone like Southampton, who play good football, who are well-coached, where he'll, he'll get opportunity to score. Like Lukaku did for Chelsea, went away to West Brom. I just feel this kid might need to go away and learn his trade and get his confidence and come back and be a good player for Manchester United. I don't, I don't totally disagree with that, Rob. I think... I think um... I think he might actually enjoy getting away mm. from mm. Old Trafford, the pressure that yeah. it brings. I'm not sure. It's difficult for us to, to really get a yeah. sense of how the manager treats Marcus Rashford because, you know, historically, Mourinho has had a difficult relationship with a lot of younger players. We don't see a lot of them develop or play in his teams a lot. Yeah. Luke Shaw, of course, at left-back is a, is a good example. Martial, I think we all know that he hasn't been at his best. I would have expected this year, Rob, for Rashford to play more in a, in a wider area um, and to be a consistent player. And develop at United, but I think Martial what we're seeing, as well, Rob. Yeah, not developing in, in the same way no. is he? Something so probably, isn't quite right. Yeah, you probably keep Martial, and you do mm. push out uh, Rashford on loan to get some experience and, and get some confidence from scoring goals. At what stage, Rob? And we talked about April nine games, uh, seven in the Premier League, two Europa League um, games, quarter-final games against Anderlecht. Mm. At what point might Jose start putting stronger teams in the Europa League? Because obviously he wins a trophy, which he talked about, these two trophies for him, and he'll get Champions League qualification to the group stage rather than finishing fourth and having to qualify. Might there be a shift towards Europa League football as the season goes on? I think there will be. I think there will be. You get the sense when you see him, when you hear him, when you read his interviews that, that he keeps saying it's going to be very difficult um, given injuries and everything else that, he, that he'll, that he'll um, go back to mm. for them to finish in the top four. I think you look at the league table now. I know they've got a game in hand or whatever on some of the teams, but it does look difficult. So I think, I think you make a good point. I think it's shocking to, to think that way, that these best mm. teams aren't going to play in the Premier League to get Manchester United in the top four, that he might in certain games and the games coming up make sure he's got his strongest team for that competition because 
Yeah, I mean, I think both. I think I think you as well. I think I had mm. United out of the top four f- yeah. quite a few weeks ago, yeah. given the way they were playing and, and, exactly, and the way that. Yeah, I just think it, it probably is going to be their best way into Champions League for next season. Just quickly, mate, before we wrap up on Manchester United, mm. Zlatan still contention of whether he will or whether he won't sign for Manchester United. How important is it now just to get him re-signed at least to know for another year you, you've got his goals and his kind of influence over the team? It's, I think it's critical. I think it's crucial. He, he said to me this week that he, he never loses. He never uh, goes from a club until he's finished. You know, his, his business is finished there, and he, and he can't think it's finished right now. Depending on how they get on in the Europa League, um, I expect him to stay another year at Manchester United. What about you? Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think if he gets a chance to stay, he, he almost knows how important he is, especially games that he's been out, things haven't worked so well. Mm. So it's, it's very slack, I expect that. But I, I'm with you. I think there might be a focus towards Europa League and quarterfinal with Anderlecht. So that puts a lid on Manchester United and a roundup for today's game. Tomorrow, we've got two massive matches at either end of the table. Swansea stuttering against Middlesbrough. Who's going to win that one? And Arsenal, they host a resilient Manchester City in a game that neither can afford to lose. It's a Sunday fun day. And it's the Two Robbies football show on NBC Sports Radio. Hello. Nap time is over. NBC Sports Radio is back right now. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. Visit masters.com April 3rd through the 9th for complete tournament coverage of the 81st Masters, including real-time scoring and live full-screen HD video all week long. Masters.com, your online source for the 27 Masters. And I know Robbie must still be looking at that. Oh, but yes. Back to football, Robbie Musto, rather than mm. the golf. And huge game at the Emirates tomorrow. Arsenal versus Manchester City. Who needs the three points more, mate? Arsenal. Absolutely, Arsenal need the three points more if they want to continue with this top four and continue in the Champions League. We know that there's a huge amount of pressure on Arsene Wenger. And what I'm looking forward to, Rob, um, Mm. and we've seen this before, is that a reaction from the players. I'm going to learn so much from this game tomorrow. How much do the players want it for this current manager, Arsene Wenger? How much are they going to roll their sleeves? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. If it's a a kind of uh, uh, energetic, a fast start, a decent atmosphere, players getting, working hard and getting touring, then, okay, they've still, Mm. there's still an attachment to the manager. This is a reaction which you'd expect. I mean, by the way, you expect a reaction like this in nine out of ten situations just to, to back the manager and just just for yourself and for the club and to get back on track if there isn't that enthusiasm and work ethic and drive from the players oh that that tells you everything you need to know yeah, it, it could be telling. And I think it's one of those days, Rob, where the performance tells you more than the result. The performance in terms of, of you yeah. know, picking up at set pieces, at chasing lost causes, at getting blocks in, at putting your body on the line. Listen, some days Manchester City might be better than them, and that, that's okay when you get beat by a team who are better than you. But if they don't put in, as you say, I, I, it's those little things that you, that you either doing because you're with the manager. Or, correct. Yeah, making all, tackles. All the, the, the downsides of a game, but huge game for, for, for Arsenal and Arsene Wenger. And, I was listening to a few of the press conferences uh, before the game, and, and the first question people ask is, Arsene, when are you going to tell us about this news? And it's almost like he, he, he set this thing up. That, you, know, you, you know, you'll know very soon my decision, but now it's very soon has gone, and we still don't know the decision. Is, is he almost putting himself in an awkward position now? It's, it's, it's annoying everybody. I don't think it's helping anybody whatsoever. It's really not. I mean, I, I, I think the general consensus of opinion, Rob, is that he's going to stay on. I mm. still have a feeling he's, he's not. 
Yeah, yeah, I just, I just yeah. got a feeling that he's not. I, I, you know, his, his words of, don't, you know, don't worry, you'll know soon enough what I'm doing, yeah. was after, yeah. a, 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 I think, on the back of two or three really bad results. Yeah. Um, and, and I Is he not waiting for a good time to, well, to, 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 to announce? He might be. He might be. But, 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 Does £8 million a year, was it like going to $9 million a year? Does that make it I, an I, easier decision? <laughs> it would for most, but I, don't, I, I honestly don't think it's that with him. I just think it's mm. the, the pride and that the I'm the best man for the club. And, and and, and he's not, and that's what would worry me if he stays on. I mean, it, it, there's talk about a year. I mean, mm. what's the point of a year? I mean, the players are like, what's the point of us? You know, who's going to be after after him? It's a wasted year. He's either going to stay for two years for me, or, or he's going to come out of it and let somebody else have a go. But it, it, the suspense is like, what are you waiting for? He's got to tell everybody really quickly. Maybe you're right. Maybe if he gets a win tomorrow, he comes out and says, you know what, I'm staying on. I'm going to try my best to try and change a little bit and take the club forward. Um, but he needs badly three points tomorrow against Man City. And the story isn't just awesome, Rob. Manchester no. City, with three points, puts them right back into things. They've got the game against Chelsea midweek. All of a sudden, Rob, they could be back in their title race. They could. They could be. I mean... I... It's crazy to think that with some of the performances they've put out and the inconsistencies, but it looks like um, Kevin De Bruyne, Rob, and Ryan Sterling are going to be okay. They were yeah. injury doubts mm -hmm. going into the match. They are so, so important, the way that Manchester City play. And what a game it's going to be. Two teams that don't defend yeah. very well, that love yeah. to get forward. Ozil apparently is, is going to be back in contention to play. What sort of performance from him? Petacek's going to be out. So, I mean, I can't wait for the game because of the potential of a, you know, a tremendous uh, up and back and than free-flowing game of football. And then there's another game that's going on, and I'm sure you're going to have an eye on this one, Swansea versus Millsborough, a game that neither can oh. dare to, to lose, Rob. Swansea off back-to-back -back defeats. few questions being asked about Paul Clement and his team. Have they had their good run too early? Your Middlesbrough team struggling away from home, struggling to score goals, mm. can't get a win anywhere. I mean, no. they have to somehow go and get three points, don't they? Always starting to talk about them looking a little bit doomed. Yeah, pretty much doomed. I think it's a must-win. It's a cup final. It's whatever you mm. want to make it for Middlesbrough Football Club, it is. They've won four games, Rob, all season. Mm. Four games. That's the lowest in the league. Can, can he be brave, Rob? Steve Agnew? Can he throw a trial? Can he go with just and, and, and uh, Negredo and go for it? Is he almost at that stage where he'd be better off doing that than, than playing the way they're playing and losing 1-0 and it being tight? It's a great question. And, and, and whether he... I, I, you know what? I still think he's going to He'll play the same system. Oh, I still think no, he'll be cautious Steve. to start with, Rob, because mm. he'll, he'll want to get a solid start. Being he won't want to get behind. Yeah, because yeah. if, they, if they lose that first goal, I mean, what's yeah, the chance that Middlesbrough not. winning from that point? So I think there'll be a, certainly a cautious start, but absolutely, it, when the time is right, he's got to throw on those attacking players. Adama Troy is a must to get involved in this game. I want him to see him at least. I mean, it depends how the game goes, but he's got he's to have a half an hour. He's got to have a whole half to make some to make something up. Wednesday is... is yeah, whole season is the, oh. next, is the next five games, is the next five days. It, it, it's the game tomorrow, it's the game midweek against Hull. Yeah. That either makes them or, I'm afraid, heads them back to the championship. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I'm a, it, it'd be such a shame with, with all the, the energy and the effort and the finances and the players to come into it. But it's good, big for Swansea as well, Rob. I mean, Swansea yeah. City are desperate now after those results today with Palace winning um, it, 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 and Hull winning. It puts the pressure on them as well, absolutely.
Great stuff, mate. As ever, a lot to look forward to tomorrow, Sunday, Funday, two great games. It just leaves us time to reward the tweet of the day, and that goes to Chris, who tweeted that Antonio Conte would murder his players if they lose this title. I kind of agree with him on that one. So, Chris, make sure you direct messages your address, and we'll get two Robbie Scarf in the post in the next couple of days. So, on a day when Merseyside was painted red again in the Chelsea, had the blues at Stamford Bridge. Remember, for more debate, discussion, and disagreement, make sure you subscribe to iTunes to download the Two Robbies podcast. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review the shows. The ratings help increase our ranking and visibility, which allows more football fans to discover the show. And as ever, you can listen to Two Robbies football show each and every Premier League Saturday, 5pm Eastern time on NBC Sports Radio. And finally, for me, thanks to all the good folk at Culver City. Yeah, thanks for listening to the show, everybody, and getting involved through social media. Look out for our podcast after tomorrow's games. Hopefully to get Neil Madison, a former teammate of mine from Middlesbrough, to, to get onto the show as well and talk about the game at Swansea. And we'll be back with another Two Robbies football show next Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern time, here on NBC Sports Radio. So until then, it's good night from me. Good night from him. Good night. Good night. Keeping it simple is usually a good thing. And when it comes to rewards programs, keeping it simple is always a good thing. That's why we made the Napa Rewards program effortless. All you need is your phone number to start saving on the parts and tools you need. Then we automatically give you $5 off your next purchase for every 100 you spend. So start saving today with Napa Rewards. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How.